Good evening, everybody. Welcome to What's on Joe Mind. It's Friday night. It's May 14th. It is 9 p.m. Joe Colton did not curse at the beginning of the show. Glory, hallelujah. She actually believed me when I said I was going to hit the button this time. See? It's coming along nicely. We're slowly getting there. But uh, we, she's already been introduced, joining us this evening, of course, down in the bottom row, the queen of G.I. Joe cosplay. It's Joe Colton. Hi, everybody. Joe Colton, what you drinking there tonight? I'm drinking Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Of course. The only ginger ale you should be drinking. Well, especially if you're from Canada. Yeah. And I will I will say oh, what else I got in. in. No! Ew! You get the schweps out of here. <laughs> there's, there's there's some ginger ale from Michigan that they're really proud of. I, I, oh, 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 oh! What's it called? Man, oh man, a Shevitz. We're we're less than two minutes in, and I got connectivity problems, so I didn't even hear your question. There's some. Uh, there's a, maybe you've got, you've got it there in uh, in Indiana. There's a ginger ale from Michigan that they're really proud of up there. Vernon. Nope. Burners, there you go. Burners is Burners is darn tasty. Get out. But I ginger ale fight. If you're talking, if you're talking mass release ginger ale, Canada Dry is where it's at. If you're going smaller craft ginger ales, then Verners, then we'll, then we'll bring Verners into the competition. Okay. From a regional, pers- a regional perspective. I mean, I used to be able to, I used to be able to get those in St. Louis, even so. Oh. It, it's a big region, but uh, I used to have to pay more for it. Yeah, Mark, if you can get Verner's, man, vanilla ice cream and Verner's, that, that's a quality float right there. All right. Do it, it sounds weird, but long time <laughs> ago, the future Mrs. Mrs. Weber, I came home from the store. I said, hey, I got some Fritos. She said, did you get any cottage cheese? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I didn't get any butterscotch topping either. Just You married like, woman? You, you can't have Fritos without cottage cheese. And I'm like, well, A, ooh, and B, it's not a deal breaker, but if there's more of this kind of, you know, lunacy, <laughs> just get it on the table right now. She, she, is really is a, that a real thing? Guess what? It's really good. <laughs> Fritos and cottage cheese is pretty amazing. Chili cheese Fritos, even better. So See, I, as, as I found out then, world. and have continually found out, Mrs. Weber is usually right about things. So fair enough. That's a healthy attitude, anyway. It takes a lot of stress out of a marriage if you just come to learn that you're usually wrong in a dispute. Like Wes is still learning that. It's kind of smooth sailing from there, right? You just tap out quick and move on. Save save it for the fights that matter. Yeah. You tell you tell him for our experience, our experienced voices, Joe Colton. We, we mm-hmm. unanimously recommend that he just taps out. Yeah. I told him. So he got his vaccine today. His second vaccine. There you go. Yeah. On your birthday. Happy birthday. That's right. We almost forgot. <laughs> yeah. um, they, they gave it to him for free because it was my birthday. Yes. So he comes home and I was like, take Tylenol, drink lots of fluids. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'll be fine. Like six hours. He took the rest of the day off. So six hours in, he's like, you know, I'm feeling kind of weird. I was like, take that Tylenol. He's like, no, it, it, it hits you on the second day. I'll be fine. And I was like, when when do you I said, how's that how's that working out for you when you don't listen to your wife? And he's like, I mean, like, I can do what I want. And I was like, mm-hmm. So like 
10 minutes before we got on, he's like, especially, especially since you and I had that talk exactly one week prior. And I told you exactly how things went for me. And anyways, anyway. Yep. So he's like, I think I have a fever. And I was like, did you take the Tylenol? He's like, I don't need the Tylenol. So he's been like, <laughs> he's like feeling hot. This isn't even a wife thing. This is a you did the research thing. And he's still not listening. So is he hurting? Is he hurting right now? <laughs> we we need to put him on the show. Hey, Wes. No. Get in here. He's downstairs. I've secluded him. <laughs> we, I, I think it'd be good for ratings. Wes is more. Come yeah. on. Downstairs with a big water, pile of sea dugs, and he's yeah. He's like, I feel hot and like exhausted. And I'm like, did you take the Tylenol? <laughs> Is it affecting your hearing? <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, how's how's it working out? Not listening to your wife. And he's like, like I listen to you. I can do it this one time when I don't listen to you. And I was like, let's see how that goes. Right now, I know I, I know you adore it. And you don't want anything bad to happen to him. No. But would you kind of like to see him in a yeah. little bit of discomfort tonight? Yeah. Okay. yeah. But uh, we've already we've already had story time up there in the top row. Oh yeah, former head of marketing for the GI Joe brand. Oh yeah, Mark Weber is with us this evening. What's up, everybody? It's good to be here on what should be a national holiday. We are, I think that's the first Happy time. Happy birthday to, to you. you. No, to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. To that guy. Happy birthday, Mike Irizarry. Happy birthday to, to you. And many more. See, I told you she was a singer. She actually does sing. Right? I thought pre-show she was putting us on. Voice of an <laughs> angel. Told you. Usually the singer in this in this group. Yeah. No, no, no. Before the show, when she said singing, she had like this halo, this aura around her. Yeah, it was, it was the it was like Rick James kind of, right? <laughs> oh. still, still to this day, the funniest thing that ever aired on cable TV. Probably the Rick James sketch. Probably, but uh, thank you to everyone in, in the live chat tonight who has taken their time to, to wish me a happy birthday. I am uh, I am seventy eight years young. Uh, Gorgeous, darling. A yeah. couple years behind Joe Colton, we will we were aging gracefully. Uh, Mark Weber, the baby of the group. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I look it. Yeah. At a at a, a mere sixty two, he's yes by by far the baby of the group. Somebody's got a really good thing over there if Wes is not feeling well now's the time for you to show up with a 20 pack of sea nugs and just go baby i love you uh, here you go sea nugs with some crappy sauce i don't know what the bad sauce what's the bad sauce there's no bad sauce well like the sweet and sour is top shelf like sweet and sour is a winner barbecue winner hot mustard i would fight a man for Ooh. um i guess honey Honey is yeah. the sauce because it's. I, I like honey, but I, I'm not feeling honey on. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on all parts of that. I, it, yeah. It's got to be some kind of biscuit matter involved there that for, yeah. for honey to come into play. But, but yeah, no, it, it's McDonald's sh sauces. You don't you don't mess with those. There's no bad sauce. 
I remember once getting, I was going to both places for some reason. And so I got, I think I had to pay a quarter for them, but I got sweet and sour sauce from McDonald's to use on the Wendy's nuggets I was about to go buy. <laughs> I don't know if that's legal, but it was good. So it didn't explode. No, I mean like McDonald's has a better sauce, but Wendy's has a better nugget. So it's win win as far as I'm concerned. Uh Matt Matt Rubin has been <laughs> passing on hot mustard is not an option. You need to you need to eat the hot mustard. It's not hot. It's just delicious. That's the guy you're gonna fight for the hot mustard. He is no, no, because he he would be turning the hot mustard over to me. Mm-hmm. Ruben would actually have a a special seat at the table, but I may have to publicly ban him. What? Fair enough. I mean, he's advocating ranch and dissing hot mustard. That's on Mike's birthday. Unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do that on Mike's birthday. On some level. Mm-hmm. It's weird that we actually have significant GI Joe news, and we're into we're. A couple minutes into sickness and chicken nugget discussion. <laughs> What's happening in our lives? COVID shot side effects. Right. And McDonald's dipping sauce. Can we nope. take can we take this really big G.I. Joe news and pretend like we're breaking it? <laughs> oh. Oh. Cut the watermarks out. We'll be fine. You can say, just go with you heard it here first. Because you hear it here first. Maybe they did, right? You did hear it here first. Hot mustard is the greatest. Fair enough. See, breaking sports news. The greatest. So I guess we should probably get to the news. That's when we do the sound effect, right? That, that's, yeah. Yeah. She's coming. She's about to. Oh, we're talking about you. News. Take the Tylenol, Joe. Sorry. (laughs) I was trying to put things on social media for us. Now you're plugging the damn show? Really? I do it as as we're doing it in the first, like, two minutes. I try and get everything. You're on the show while you're... Okay, sure. Yes! I guess Multitasking. (laughs) You know, there's something he said for show prep, but whatever. She's in the Malacca's Dino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. News. First Ready. Uh, we got a gaggle of movie news. Uh, really just broke today. Hasbro and Paramount both announced earlier on Twitter that the first trailer for Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins would air on Sunday, May 16, which is two days from today. During the MTV Movie and TV Awards, in case you were planning on watching those, uh, the first image of the official movie poster was also released, featuring Henry Golding as Snake Eyes. And if you can't wait until Sunday, Entertainment Weekly this week has many still photos from the set of the movie, featuring Golding as Snake Eyes and other major cast members. Uh, That's Ursula Corbero as the Baroness, Andrew Koji as Storm Shadow, Samara Weaving as Scarlet, at the incredibly doomed Catcher While You Can, Haruka Abe as Akiko. Can I just say something from a design, like a costume design standpoint? Sure. Yes, do it. Okay. That Baroness costume is way intricate. The leather itself is a snakeskin leather, and then her sleeves are cobras. Nice. And they, they're like... 
it's not even like a flat it's it's textured and so i was like i was looking at it and i'm like oh this is going to be painful to even try to make <laughs> this is going to be so painful so yeah real quick we'll get some uh, we'll get the get this up there just real quick get the the poster scarlet's armor looks great as does storm shadow's suit this is the what's on joe mind reveal of snake eyes the movie poster i see a white screen no! What is wrong with you? Great film. One of his best. That that God. is that is true, actually. I think I think Gary Sinise did have being around to handle some of the heavy lifting helps. But no, this is the movie poster. No. Yeah, you know, if you average Nick Cage and Gary Sinise, you get an okay <laughs> actor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. gonna I'm not going to bag on Nick Cage too hard because he's either good in a movie or he's so bad he's still entertaining in a movie. Right. Like there's um, that guy. He's he's worth your money every time. I must have missed the good ones. For Nick I'm, Cage. Not saying, I'm not saying they're good movies. Oh. Well. But he's entertaining. Yeah. He's ridiculous. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's the Snake Eyes movie. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done with it. Yeah, you are. No, bring it back. I got a question. No, seriously, I do. Okay, here's the the big thing for me, and it, it for a rather simple poster. Yeah, it took, it took me a while to get there. But if someone who knew nothing about GI Joe asked you both, "Hey, why does Snake Eyes wear a mask?" What would you tell them? To protect his head from his getting into an accident with a motorcycle. So it's 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 purely protective. There's no other yeah. reason why he covers his face. If I knew nothing about GI Joe and I just looked at this poster, yes, no, like no, he's on, no. he's gonna get if, on a bike. If someone asked you as a GI Joe, expert, oh, why does Snake Eyes wear a mask? What would you tell them? I would tell them that he is simply too beautiful to be seen with the Snake Eyes. <laughs> right. That was that would be my all right. I'm I'm not getting the help I was hoping for, but no big shock here. No, Snake I, I misheard it. Snake Eyes wears a mask because he is horribly disfigured, right? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, so what are we seeing here in this poster? A very gorgeous man. With what? A face. With the mask in his right hand. Correct. That mask <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with him getting disfigured or messed up. Look. Well, not yet. You don't know that. Why Maybe would he? he did... well, he's got the mask now. Now I realize movie posters are like comic covers, right? Yeah. You're like, wow, Superman's going to fight Aquaman? Probably <laughs> not. Not right? yeah. But so it doesn't mean that. But that's a uh, that gave me a moment's pause because okay. my whole my whole bit was I I don't care. Um, about the the ethnic makeup of Snake Eyes, as long as he's sold as a foreigner to the Arashikage. That's the key part, right? It is, I think, a harder sell for the layman, which I think they probably should be really be going for here for the average action movie fan. Mm -hmm. um, but if this is the best actor they can get, he's a really good actor, I'll take it over a weaker actor who has the classic look of unmasked snake eyes, right? I'm, I'm fine with all of that. As long as he ends up mute and masked at the end of the movie, I'm good with it. Because if this leads into an actual G.I. Joe franchise, they're going to have 
plenty of beefcake guys and good-looking girls running around, all beautiful, right? And Snake Eyes will be different because he's the hero in black, the man in black with the mask you can't see the face of. So, but this gives me pause. I'm not sure they're, I am less sure than ever that they're going there. Uh, origin movie. That's all we can say. Look, you worked on Transformers, Mark. Yeah. And there is a distinct difference between the G1 continuity and the, what do they, what do they call now? The, the, the Bayverse? No, 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 no. And the, um, like, what's going through uh, the, U, the the Netflix stuff? Uh, okay. The, the, the combined continuity or the, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now, like, they're, it, it leads <laughs> carefully on that G1 take, but it's not married to it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's what G.I. Joe's got to do, too. Look, we, we have to come to grips with the fact that they have to make changes to G.I. Joe's origin, right? Yeah. We, we can't have Snake Eyes and, and, and Storm Shadow tied to Vietnam anymore. No, I get that. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> I get that. But this would be like, if he's not scarred and mute under a mask, this would be like the Winter Soldier not having a cyborg arm. I, right. I, I have in a the feeling, film, right? I have a feeling that the face scarring is going to be replaced by an Akiko dying. I so think he, it's, I'm hopeful it's both. Viper Scout's <laughs> bailing me out. Aligned continuity. There Thank you go. Thank you, sir. So Thank if you for paying attention, if we get to a just GI Joe movie, Snake Eyes is just one of the guys, just oh. sitting around, laughing, smiling, cracking jokes. No, 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 no. Nobody said anything about he wouldn't be mute. I'm just saying that the scarred face is probably not happening. I, well, I I get there's no point. Like he might he might have like the classic GI Joe scar. But he's not going to be like all torn up and, and stuff. He's he, no. mm. oh look at that man. He's beautiful. They're not doing that to him. So other than taking away the well, I guess mute is more important than he could. Figures, he could right? become just mute. Yeah, throat slash gone awry. Into we are moving into the GI Joe aligned continuity. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm just saying, let's be really careful how many of the absolutely key character components you decide to flush when you're relaunching G.I. Joe. I'm not saying you have to be slavish to the original, but there's some stuff that kind of made it cool. And you better be pretty damn sure that you're making it better or more relevant if you're going to flush it. Look, I'll, I'll spot you that one. But I, I just don't see them doing that to to the guy who's sitting on top of the franchise right now. The guy who is essentially going to save this franchise if this movie is any good. Or sink it if it isn't. Or, also true. That's the risk you take. But I got no I got no problem with the actor. I'm glad they got an A-level guy. Because it'd be really, if we were looking at this and this was, I don't know, the, the guy who plays uh, Homelander, right? If that's the best they could get. And I actually like that actor. Um, but it was just a guy that nobody really knows. It's tough for sell. So I'm glad they got an A-list guy, but I am nervous about how much they seem to be willing to flush from what made G.I. Joe phenomenal in the in the original launch of Real American Hero. It's aligned continuity. Aligned. Yeah. 
cool. It can be as, as aligned as you want, but if it's not resonant, it won't matter. I understand. Like, we, so, like, I think we're just, I think we're all at a point where, as, as a fandom, as, as, as the people who are invested in this, we can all go back and forth on it all we want, but we just, now we're, we're kind of at a point where we just need to see it. Yeah, that's it. And my favorite comment that I keep seeing online from fans is, please don't suck. Right. Please don't suck. Right. I, I don't, I'm almost at a point where I don't care what they do to Snake Eyes. I don't care. If, like, it could be a terrible movie, but if people go and see it, I'm good. Because if people go and see it, then we have a cash cow on our hands and we're going to get lots of neat stuff. Because I don't, I, I like having media to rely on for, for what I like in G.I. Joe, but I don't have to have it. I've, I've, I've always right. have the, 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 the Larry Hama books on the bookshelf over here. They're, they're not going away. So whatever you're presenting now to sell it here in, in 2021, great, whatever. If that means that I get more of my stuff too, then I'm freaking yeah. right. fantastic with it. But the, weak, but the weakness of the script and the overall film of Rise of Cobra is what led to a weak domestic walk-up for Retaliation, which was a far superior movie. Sure. So and, and, but Rise it of is Cobra. a problem. If it's not good. It was also put together during an, a, a, a ridiculous writer's strike. Um, yeah. Where no quality projects got out alive. So, you know, it, it was a victim of circumstance. And I think we just got to kind of put that aside. Like, enough right. has passed. We're 10 years past retaliation at this point. Right. But my, my fear is if it doesn't do well, how long will it be before Hasbro slash Paramount are willing to go there again? Yeah. Just give it to Marvel. Sorry. Or Zack Snyder. He can make or a five-hour movie. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll take that any day. <laughs> you know, it, it, I'll, uh, you know, I'm going to change subjects real quick here, but that Snyder cut, um, it was certainly better, but it was just as likely to put me to sleep as the original. So whatever. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it yet. And I actually like Zack Snyder, but... Yeah, I, um, it, it amazes me that they kept giving Superman movies to a guy who has no concept of what Superman is. Yeah. It just, I don't, Superman's a hard sell for me. I don't even like Superman. See, I, I, I like Superman, and I love him when he's done well. Yeah, I guess I haven't read enough different Supermans to find the good stuff. Because I'm just like, a guy that dominant is hard to be compelling, right? You, you do kind of have to keep doing the Dragon Ball villain thing with them, or the yep, it's a little bit more powerful and a little bit more yeah, powerful. yep. Or here's the villain. I'm like, all right, is he magic? No. Does he have kryptonite? No. I'm like, well, I've seen this movie. <laughs> He's a humongous muscle guy from a far off dimension, right? And they're gonna fight. Do you like Batman? I like Batman when they call him the Lone Ranger. Exact same origin. They ripped that off so bad, but no, I like. I like that, Batman. That, that I, was, Batman was my first favorite superhero because he was on TV, right? When I was a kid, the Adam West that, stuff was still on. Ripping that off real bad, I think, was the title of Bob Kane's biography. <laughs> it could be. Could I be. I, but yeah, no, I like Batman. And when Batman's done well, I think he's really compelling. But that's usually, I think, on how well Bruce Wayne gets played. Because who can't play Batman, right? Batman's here with a gravel, so... <laughs> I think Batman is also an easier character to write 
a passable story. Yeah. Uh, you can tread water with Batman a lot easier than you can tread water with Superman. Yeah, and, and most of the Batman stuff's a little more cerebral because they get into the detective stuff. And he's not usually fighting some world-beating villain, right? It's more grounded and crime-focused. So. Mm -hmm. But I was a big Lone Ranger fan growing up as, as a little kid. And when they when I read Batman's origin, I'm like, wow. Even as like a, like a six-year-old, I'm like, seems kind of familiar. It's totally different. Batman has a cape. Totally different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cape. I don't remember the Lone Ranger riding down the alley. Next news item. Do, 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 do. He's got a cape. What? <laughs> He's got a cape. Totally different. G.I. Joe War on Cobra 2.0 is due in July. Uh, in a move designed to synchronize with the July release of Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins, the popular mobile game G.I. Joe War on Cobra will update soon, according to a press release from D3Go, the game's designer, on their website. Uh, D3Go listed the following improvements. An edit base mode, allowing much more control in designing your base layout. Unit building and spell balancing improvements across the board. Uh, updated base kit and rank abilities for select units, a reworked armor system, a reworked air combat dynamic, updated and more detailed unit <clears throat> and info, expanded sea area and improved sea combat, a revised AP generation system, and a revised combat roster mechanic. So basically what they're giving us is a list of everything in the game uh, because that game isn't any good. Right. Hey, they, they made everything better. So, yeah, they had to improve everything because that game was really boring. Um, it was it was neat when you like the when you first started playing it, it was OK. It was a great small game. But then as it got bigger and, and more powerful and it just it was it just got it was a mess. So uh, we have a what's on Joe mind group for that game. I don't expect either of you know about it because you probably don't care. Well, I don't care. I just didn't I didn't play the game because it was terrible. Yeah, it's, uh, nope. it's, it's just it, it's worse than terrible it's that's <clears throat> sad it's just boring it, it, it's it's needlessly difficult uh it was incredibly reliant on uh play to uh, pay to win mm -hmm. like you had to shell out those micro transactions to to, to get that edge and i yeah, just not interested in any of that stuff so uh good luck to you d3 go uh, I still have the first one on my phone because I'm still in the group for our show. And all I do, I show up once a week and I switch our faction from G.I. Joe to Cobra. And that's all. That's the only time. I, it's the only thing I do anymore. I'm there it, purely for the people. Does that accomplish something when you change sides? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, because you, basically if you switch factions, you can trade uh, uh, cards with the other folks on the team and build okay. up. So you you know you're building a Joe team and you're building a Cobra team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have that app on my phone. It's right next to the network app. Right. <laughs> In the trash can. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, that was one of the highest rated segments of the show this year when I did the what? live deletion of the network app. <laughs> <laughs> it 
us. That 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 episode is one of the the most viewed on our maybe the most viewed oh, on our yeah. YouTube channel outside of Joe Colton's first box box unboxing video. What? But she doesn't do those anymore. She's I don't. I don't get them anymore. You gotta figure out. Some, you gotta figure out some other crap for you to unbox. That's all. Yeah. I unboxed like a twenty-seven-year-old scorpion the other day. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll give it time. I'm sure that'll that'll build its way into it. Yeah. You know, it, it bothers me that we've gone like we're a full half an hour into this thing, and Joe Colt is not cursed for the curse jar, the swear no. jar. I'm. I could curse. I cursed a lot this week. <laughs> Are you cursed out, maybe? I don't know. Like the tank is low? So no, I was I was mom sent me a big package today. So like that like negated. Could have done an unboxing video. Oh yeah. Oh, I have a ton of stuff to show you guys. It's gonna be a good what I got in segment. There we go. Excellent. But uh yeah, no, it, it's uh so but yeah, just uh, our our Coffee, coffee page has been totally rebranded so that rather than donating to us, uh, you can buy Joe Colton swears for the swear jar That's and swear nice. brought to us, of course, by our good friends at all the cool stuff. So check us out. The links are down there. Next news item. <laughs> Go find my rundown. Uh, just as we were going to air last week, uh, Icon Heroes revealed their full line of G.I. Joe merchandise. So it feels like this happened three weeks ago because that's where we are anymore uh, with the news cycle. But this actually only only hit last Friday, and, and we were we – were, it was too late for us to get it into last week's show. Uh, but it is – in addition to the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive that we lightly touched on last week, uh, there's a full line of G.I. Joe-themed products and accessories, including bookends, mouse pads, business card holders, and more – uh, shiny pin sets. There's Duke and Cobra Commander and there's Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. You can check out the full line at the link provided at the bottom of the description below. So Icon Heroes and G.I. Joe Chashkis. They got a Snake Eyes sword letter opener. That's That was kind of neat. Kind of cool. Yeah, right? Can, maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's 12 inch scale. Maybe we can get it. <laughs> Phrasing. Right? <laughs> 12 inch scale. <laughs> you could sell a lot of them, though. You could. Anyway, that, that's the news. Do, 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 do. So for all for all that panic, we're through the news kind of quick. Right. I missed my shot on the line when you said I lost the rundown. I should have said Wes was feeling rundown. <laughs> Not really, though. He's got a big pile of chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. No, we got Chinese food. I he treated is. him. He's not knee deep in sea nugs. I got him Chinese food. You know what he's knee deep in? Regret. Careful. No, about the Tylenol. <laughs> Don't make stuff up. Careful. See you, Honcho. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> that way. You'd be good. Come on now. Gonna Who's get a bigger West fan than me? Gonna get us into Pusak. Oh, post yes. Post sock brought to you by Snake Eyes with Nicholas Cage. No, <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. Look at that. He's holding that helmet. Good evening, <laughs> Joe Mind crew. Even though I've downsized a bit and buy very few toys anymore, 
I sympathize with collectors frustrated by high vintage prices and a shortage of new product. All I can do is suggest fans have fun rearranging their current collection, take inventory, and consider if maybe some items don't actually mean much anymore. Perhaps those items can be sold to pay for future purposes. My phone's blowing up! Look at this. It was your birthday. You're going right to voicemail. Uh, perhaps those items can be sold to pay for future purchases. Do any of you have further suggestions? And that is from Brad Glenn via email. Uh, I mean, you can barter and trade. That's true. Dude. Provided you're in a place where you can get to other collectors yeah. easily, yes. And that, for a lot of folks, that is a very recent development. Um, you could take all your red ninjas and wrap them carefully and ship them to joe.colton slash helicopters. I'll take them all. The, the one thing that I, I, I see a lot of the angst about the vintage prices and how they've gone through the roof. Mm -hmm. But that also means, I mean, I know most of us aren't, you know, preparing to sell our overall collection now or maybe ever, but it does mean your whole collection has become a lot more valuable from a fiscal sense. Right. I don't think people care about that though. I think they care more about like being able to get like yeah. the missing part, like missing either figures or parts of figures and they're paying like astronomical prices. Whereas like before you were like, Oh, I just got to wait a couple more paychecks to get this. Now they're like, I got to wait six months. Right. I think it's largely true that most collectors don't, don't care that much about the overall cash value of their collection because they aren't planning to part with it. Unless they die. But you know, you would see that's one of the reasons why you know, people even all the way back to the replacement, uh, equipment packs that Joe used to sell in the mid eighties, which was mm -hmm. a great idea, but they were really sharp to alter the, the colors, right? So they wouldn't be mistaken for original equipment because people want to know that their stuff has value. There, there is, you know, saying the same word twice, but there is a value in that. And that's why you don't want to, you don't want to re-release something that's too, exclusively valuable a second time or you'll frost the guy who dropped the guy who was like you know what fine and dropped a couple hundred bucks on a on a pd destro right you don't mm -hmm. want to re-release that exact same figure because even though there will be people happy that they can now get it for 15 bucks you're going to frost the people who spent a lot for it so it's sort of an unwritten contract between um producer and fan that you're not going to just re-release something that's rare. If it's not rare, if it doesn't have a lot of value, then fine. But there's kind of a fine line you got to walk. And there was that was something we kept in mind when we were looking at what are we going to what are we going to re-release. Um, a good example was the uh, the Renegades Storm Shadow, right? That was really hard to find. It just wasn't produced heavily enough, and mm -hmm. so but. But when I was there, from a Hasbro perspective, if you wanted to re-release it, it's just a re-release. It doesn't count against item count. So those were the really valuable figures in a year's collection of Joe. When I was on the brand, and it was low tide for the brand, so we only had four or five item count for the year. But if I could work together a set that had that Alpine figure in it that nobody could get, it wasn't a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. It wasn't an, an intentional short run. 
It was just one that didn't make it to retail as much as it should have. And so fans were really after it. And so I, I guess it's just it's a bit of a fine line. But I do think, I've always believed, there is a value in fans believing, you know, that their stuff, that their collections do have a fiscal value that they could get if they chose to buy. Yeah, I think Diana's kind of half making a joke here in live chat. Collect GI Joe sketches solves the problem right there, but she's actually got a point in there in that it, it's a good time to find a wrinkle in what you collect and focus on that. Or maybe find a secondary line that Joe usually takes precedence over and focus on that. If, if the prices of GI Joe get you down, they're they're probably about to start to come down as things start to open up again. Uh-huh. We, we talk all the time about masking up and staying home. Well, the CDC, Center for Disease Control today, said, you know what, if you've got both your shots, if you're vaccinated, whatever, don't, don't, you don't have to worry about wearing masks inside you. So, okay. Uh, that says to me that things are going to start really opening up in earnest. Uh, eBay is not going to be the monopoly that it, that it has been for the last year and a half. Um. So, you know, those prices are, are going to start to turn around, I think. But, again, to get back to the original point that, that we're, we're pulling out of what Diana was saying, um, just find something, that, make a little bit of a left turn and, and go for that instead. She she said sketches. Maybe, maybe you don't have a whole lot of artwork from G.I. Joe artists. They take commissions. Go hit them up. See if you can afford that instead. Um, maybe, you know, you're... you're you have a, a couple of pieces of like G.I. Joe pens or pencils. Go find some more of those and, and work on that part of your collection for a while. So it, it doesn't always have to be figures all the time. The market ebbs and flows. You're supposed to ebb and flow with it. Like if, if everything being expensive is a source of frustration for you, then don't buy. Remove yourself from it. Do something else for a while. And come back to it when things come by a little bit more under control. That, that would be the best suggestion I had. Totally agree. And like we talked about, you know, artists got hit really hard mm-hmm. uh, by the pandemic. So it's a great example. We've talked about uh, Jay Sullivan and some of the other yeah. notable Joe artists who have, you know, really good, cool stuff that's easy to get your hands on. So there's lots on that there you can find. A lot of books didn't come back. A lot of publishers didn't come back. So yeah. hit them up. Get, let them get some bills paid. Next, uh, next letter. Eventually, that's the same letter. What are you trying to pull here, Mike? Yo, Mike and Mark. Hey, gang. Hey. Thanks for the documentary recommendations from last week. I'll definitely check them out. What's the biggest thing you've learned through Joe over the years? For something that has stuck with you all this time. I first learned about DNA through the Sunbow cartoons and Marvel Comics. Dr. Mindbender beat Dr. John Hammond. That's the Jurassic Park guy to the punch. Uh, keep doing that thing you all do so well. Sure, once we figure out what that is. Thanks. That is Joe Self via email. Thanks again for the letter, Joe. Uh, and thank you too, uh, Brad, for, for your letter. But uh, Mark, what's something that you learned from G.I. Joe that you wouldn't have learned otherwise? I think what I picked up from it, because I was a, a fan of, of military and soldiers, uh, you know, kind of regardless, 
but a lot of what I picked up was from what Larry wrote in the file cards and in the Joe comic where a guy would shout, you know, gung ho would shout out to, to doc, you know, Hey, we're popping green smoke to mark the LZ. And then down below they would say LZ equals landing zone. So there was a lot of military jargon that was mm. as a kid, I just, I just took it, you know, as legit. Cause you know, I don't know any different sounds legit. And it felt like I was being, kind of brought into the club a little bit right because i was learning the lingo and i didn't know at the time that it was that larry was you know actual you know a bet right so but i loved that stuff and i know on the file cards they would talk about you know advanced infantry training school right or ranger battalion school or, or whatever and even some of the weapons right that i had no idea like i remember i think scarlet's file card says that she's qualified with the garot and the kabar. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. Like, what is that? Sounds, sounds awesome. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, you would look it up then and you can find that in, the, in a dictionary. And so I love the, the legitimacy of the weaponry and the lingo that got spun in the file cards and in the, uh, in the Marvel comic that, that made it feel really authentic to me in a way that the cartoon didn't. And that was okay. Because you wouldn't expect, you know, obviously the cartoon was not going to be as legit military, but I, I absolutely ate that stuff up. I loved it. And um, from the file cards, I'm a huge advocate of file cards, and there's there's a way to bring them back uh, in a way that would make them multilingual and, and valuable internationally. Um, but the, the rank, right? When I was a kid, I learned from the file cards what the ranks meant. Like I knew sergeant was more important than private and that sort of stuff. But what's a staff sergeant, right? What's a first sergeant? Where does the where where do you become an officer, right? And it was interesting to me when I looked down at the original file cards, like it, from the toys themselves. Other than saying Hawk is an excellent leader, there's no way you'd know Hawk was the leader truly of the whole crew if you weren't reading the comic um other than his rank right he was what was he oh three i think he was a captain yeah i think he was oh three to start out so he was you know he was the boss but i also liked because steeler was my favorite of the originals that he was second in command at least as far as rank went and so and that was one of the cool things uh i loved about one of the uh the gi joe fanfics was they had a bit where hawk just putting the team together and hawk is explaining to steeler i know you outranked him but stalker's my field commander. And if you have a problem with that, then you're not on this team. And like, I, I dug that like crazy, right? That was uh, Bill, uh, one of Bill Nedro's stories. And I just thought that was amazing. So that's what I learned was some of the legit military rank lingo and weapons. Yeah, I'm right in that boat with you. I was a absolutely clueless kid when it came to that stuff. Um, had no concept of any of it, and and GI Joe was was really a crash course in in military lingo and you know basic basic firearm knowledge. <laughs> it's it sounds like we're we're making it more sinister than it really is, it, right? You know, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna get as far into it as we were, you have to at least understand that stuff. Uh, to get the get enjoyment out of it. There we go. Rack, Rack time. Rob says Hawk was an 05 colonel to start the series. Wow. Okay. There you go. You ever you ever want to know minutia? Rack time, Rob. Just 
go to Oli. Go to Oli. In addition to being the, the luckiest bastard as far as shopping for Joe's on the planet Earth. Uh, he just corrected himself. Damn it, Oli. There you go. <sighs> there you go. Talking you up. Look what you do. You screw up right here on the show. Go get a birthday cake right now. Mm. Mm. I don't think that I don't think that's enough. Joe Colton, you got anything to add to this? Um well, yeah, I do actually. Um growing up, um obviously like my both my parents, as many of you know, are, are both immigrants. So uh watching the Sunboat cartoon and reading the the comic, it was so diverse and getting teased in school. And like being made fun of and, and made made to feel sort of worthless. Um, going to the comics, you would see like the diversity in Larry's books and the you will never give up. There is a team, there's camaraderie, there's there's a you'll do the right thing no matter what the stakes, no matter how bad it can get. So I think. I, it's not something like I learned, but almost I could relate that like it does get better and there will be an area or a, a future where I can grow up and do anything I want because, you know, Scarlett's a girl. She comes from Georgia. She ends up being this badass woman. Is that in the jar? Does that count as a no. in the jar? Okay. All right. Damn it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but like the 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 diversity the you can do anything the you know like the each person had a story that like it's he wasn't just like just stalker like just what he did then with the joes like he came from a family he he had a backstory and each one of these characters that we read about had a backstory that you read on the file cards and everybody came from all walks of life and it was very different for each person and that's that's what I liked about it. So, and it's I could cool. relate. That's cool. And it's lost a little bit how how diverse that original cast is, right? Because mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to really read into the comics or dive yeah. into your file cards to get some of it. Like, yeah, Clutch is Jewish, right? Yeah. Cool for diversity, absolutely. But uh, but you would so never know, right? Just watching him on the Sunbow or like just right. reading, right? You'd have to go look for it. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. Stalker's African-American, obviously. Zap, mm -hmm. is, Zap is Hispanic. Um, yep. You're not going to get from the toy. Steeler is Polish, right? <laughs> yeah. Pulaski, right? Yes. That's, that's all cool. So I, I, I love that diversity. That was one of the things they lost a little bit when they lost the unique head sculpts for that mm -hmm. original line. Like, like uh, Zap was supposed to have the mustache he had in the comics. Yeah, which is sort of a traditional Hispanic look. He didn't, you know, he just looked like Grunt with dark hair. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I love that diversity, and I think you know mm -hmm. I've talked a little bit about the kind of the Mount Rushmore of early female action heroes. Yes, where you got Leia and Ripley and Sarah Connor and Scarlet, mm -hmm. maybe Wilma Deering. I like me some Wilma Deering, but I don't know that she'd kick that much butt compared to the other four, but. There weren't a whole lot of female figures mm -mm. that weren't just the tag along girlfriend or the damsel in distress. Yeah. Back then in the boys' toy aisle. And so to just drop Scarlet 
with one of the most kick-ass file cards on the back, right? Mm -hmm. That was a, I mean, I think it was a big deal regardless, but I got to imagine how much that meant to a gal, right? To see yeah. that, to see her standing shoulder to shoulder with the rest of the guys as much a part of the team and truly more a part of the team mm -hmm. than anybody but Snake Eyes, probably. I thought it was really cool when I was younger. My dad put me in, uh, I was getting beat up a lot in school. And um, I, I had, weren't you taller than all of them? No. Well, I was, I was skinny and like, I, I was really shy and I didn't talk much. And uh, so my dad put me in martial arts. And when I started reading GI Joe and I found out that Scarlet was in martial arts, I was like, so like, I was, I think I, I might, I, I feel like I would have cried, but I'm sure I cried or I was like really excited that there was somebody that I can relate to. And so it was like, Oh, she's cool. I really like her. I now know that she does martial arts. So I, I should keep this up like that type of thing. So I don't know. It, uh, uh, there was things that GI Joe taught me that I probably would not have learned otherwise. So I think that's awesome. And I want to tell you, Joe, it mm -hmm. does get better. It does. And 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 we will coax you out of this shyness at some point. <laughs> the shell that you're in is just at, at some point, little caterpillar, you're gonna be a beautiful butterfly. You're you will laugh. I when I was little, I didn't say a word. Like I was so scared to talk. <laughs> my mom would be like, just talk to people, and I would be like, I would just hold my book and I'd be like. Was it was there a moment or was it a gradual sort of um revolution? Because I don't know anybody anybody who knows you who would describe you as shy now. <laughs> I have moments of shyness. Uh, well, all right, but what her folks used to do is they would have one of those child leashes and they would just they would just walk <laughs> out to one of the crowded streets in Toronto. And just just attach her to a light post, and so she <laughs> has to talk to somebody. So she can meet people. Has to so talk to somebody. My mom didn't know what to do because, like, they put me in uh, Girl Scouts or Girl Guides or whatever it's called down here. And girl guys, girls, what are they called down here? Girls called Girl Guys. Girl, okay. So up there, they're called Girl Guides, right? Because got <laughs> girls guide and guys scout, right? So. I missed that entirely. You said girl guides with a guides. D. Yeah. Girl guys. No, guys. Like, so confusing for a little girl. <laughs> so so um that didn't work out because I I had no friends and I wasn't part of a clique, so I would get teased, so my mom pulled me out of that. And so she entered me into eating contests. <laughs> this is before the street racing. <laughs> this is before the street racing. So I, one of the best moments in the history of this show. Go on. Okay. So she was attacking the skinniness and no. the shyness at the same time? Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> basically, she would enter me into eating contests. Okay. I mean, having, having met your mom, <laughs> I, I'm pretty convinced that like, she likes me because I'm overweight. I think that's part of it. Probably, yes. Yeah. She, she loves people who can eat. That is, I certainly fill that bill. We should get we should get her on the show. She'll be pleased with me and Mike. So, so she would enter me into eating contests, 
And then, like, I would just talk to the guys about eating. And they would be, you know, older than me, obviously. I was, like, you know, seven or eight. And then, like, I'd be in the junior leagues. And then, like, later on, I'd... <laughs> she would just keep entering me into contests. Were, um, you, were you good? I was, I was pretty good, yeah. I <laughs> Corn, uh, watermelon eating contests, apple, like, eating contests, <laughs> pies, hot dogs, burgers... So this is this is great because I I don't have a window into the seedy underworld of Canadian I, eating contests. I have known Joe Colton for seven or eight years now, and this is the first time hearing of this. The so, the God <laughs> hearing of this. When you're a professional eater, are you picking like this is a corn contest and I, I can rock some corn, or is it like a surprise for like and contestants today is no no you enter you hot dogs. know and and the it's so, not Iron Chef, no. Yeah, and you okay. know what you're eating, like. So you can play but, your strengths. Yes. Okay, so what? So what was your go-to? Um, I could do uh, hot dogs really well. <laughs> so bad. Just, just keep that joke to yourself, everybody. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Watermelon. I could eat um, a whole watermelon by myself. Be ready in the chat, Rob. Be ready to kick the folks out. <laughs> Um, corn was really good. Burgers, I would get full on because I wouldn't, I wouldn't soak them in water. I would That's just so try, gross. try and eat, try so and gross. eat them. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Not that watching Joey Chestnut pound a billion hot dogs every time on that Nathan's hot dog eating contest is gross. I wasn't okay but with pies because some of the jelly I didn't like. Like I was like, it was too much. <laughs> I so can't. I just, I can't take the dunking the bun in water. That's so filthy. Like, I didn't have to do that for uh, hot dogs. I just like <laughs> eat them. Here, here we go. Here we go. Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> that that thump you just heard was cot, was cot guy having a heart attack and falling down. For the last time. So we don't have to worry about him anymore. Thank goodness. How did you do with canned baked beans? Uh, I never did a baked beans. Okay, that, that's what cop guy would want to know. So Yeah, no, no. I can tell you how my mom toughened me up. She, <laughs> this is like, this is so like, we're going down a very bad path. <laughs> oh. So my mom would sometimes have to jaywalk, right? We would jaywalk, everyone jaywalks. But what she would do is she would look and then when a car was coming, she would whip my arm out and I would go running and then I'd have to like commit because I was terrified to cross. <laughs> so she would throw you into traffic. <laughs> but she would come with me. It was just like, I would have to go first. She would like fling me because I had little legs. You're like six foot ten. Oh my god! It's <laughs> when I was younger. Oh my god! I just assumed it was proportional, but I guess not. No, I was all like. Joe, Joe Colton's mama, not a not a tall lady. Not no. now. She was taller then. Now she has osteoarthritis. Sure. <laughs> sure, but I'm gonna guess that she wasn't like six foot three, <laughs> like five feet tall. Now, no, she wasn't that tall. No, she's about five ten. So she was my height when I was when. She was my age now. So to recap, 
Joe's mom, who's, you know, the grandma of the show, right? Like, everyone loves her, so she's great. Who just sent you a whole box of lovely things that we're going to get into later. Yes. As a uh, younger woman. Yeah. Just fearless. She, she forced her daughter into eating contests, even though she was skinny. Yeah. And, and whipped her into traffic regularly. Right. Okay. <laughs> Seems legit. I, I mean... She's, she grew up as an orphan, so it's not like like she didn't have a mom to teach her what not to do. Did she do any of the corseting stuff to like keep the rib cage from growing? Or like no, the, the, no. The, what do they call it on the feet for the geishas, where they no binding my feet. No, yeah, binding your feet. Mm -mm. No. Did she hang you by one specific toe? No. I did get a a spoon broken over my back <laughs> several times. I'm <laughs> Matt Rubin's in the jar. Oh shit, Joe five ten. I'm gonna have to look up or if I ever get to Joe. Yeah, is is very tall. I I am six foot one, and there are costumes that Joe has where she's got heels on where she's looking down at me. Yeah, which she loves, and I don't. Again, I if she wanted to go, yeah. I got I got the law firm of Jacoby and yes. waiting for her. But. Don't don't attach yourself to that five ten number, right? I just yeah. Joe's not standing flat footed at most public events. So yeah, no, no. be ready. No, I trip in flat shoes. So but heels? No. No issues. No. So yeah, I, I you know what I can speaking as a kid who grew up in New York, I can sympathize with the having to jump out into traffic thing because otherwise they're just you're never gonna cross. Right. So yeah, we did some of that too. Just as we had to. Like, well, if if I go this way, then at least they'll hit the bike first, and I'll probably live. Like that sort of thing. So I mm -hmm. I, I can get her on that one. I, I understand where she's at with that. But yeah, um, this has been an amazing look. <laughs> yeah, this is what GI Joe taught you, Mike. Into the formative years of Joe Colton. My God. <laughs> Hot dog pounding, traffic dodging, <laughs> you know, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. And that's before the whole Fast and the Furious chapter. And the pool halls. And the betting. The <laughs> Save some of that for next week. I am. Or two weeks from. Confusing the honcho a lot. <laughs> right? Okay. Joe Colton will be on. With a T. That ting. Yeah. Okay. Like, we'll be on assignment next week. So we <laughs> There'll be no follow-up for this next week. No, I'm I am I am out next week. That's not what it sounded like. That's why I was confused. Betting. Okay. Betting. Bet okay. Betting. Got it. You have to you have to enunciate here, Joe. You gotta you gotta be careful. I have an accent. Oh, well, that's true. When you say Yeah, but it's it's Canadian Greek, right? It's hard to place a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, jaywalking in New York is an Olympic yes. sport. I I took a bronze back in '88. Right, <laughs> that's not even what they call it in, in Canada, especially in Toronto. It's blue jaywalking. Hey, ha -ha. it is <laughs> baseball reference. Right. How would you? Uh, how would how would anybody be able to glean baseball knowledge from you, Mark? I uh, yeah, you know what? If you're uh, if you're dying for your baseball fix, you can check out uh, eternalbaseball.com, my little side hustle. We're almost halfway through our first season. 
Uh, it's the best players of all time, all on one franchise's roster. So the best Blue Jays of all time fighting the best Orioles of all time. And uh, we do a podcast on Sunday nights. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, it's at 6, p- uh, 6, p.m. E- uh, ooh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And next, so this Sunday, it's Reds at Cubs. Two teams we haven't focused on yet. You can see Pete Rose play, if you miss them. Speaking of betting, you can see Pete Rose play on Sunday night. And a week from Sunday is our All-Star game. So, see, I, can, I can segue anything. Free plug. Segway anything. I appreciate it. That's a birthday segue. No, not even. That's just oh, from, from the birthday boy. That's me doing a radio flex is all that is. Right. Radio flex. I knew I knew a pair of hosts who were so bad their producer had to write their teases for them. So they could just go to the sheet and read it. And I'm like, why is that guy producing? And that guy hosted. But so now, now, I digress. Now that we're done with uh, now that we're done with uh, Osak, let's get into our real quick segment for this week: guilty pleasures. Yes. Uh, where we look back at the vintage line and we pull out a vintage toy, a figure, and a vehicle that we like that we have no reason that we could like. We should like. So this uh, this time as as our our first trip out, we're going to keep it limited to the years 1992 to 1994. We're going to go hunting for gems in the, in the last three years of Real American Hero. And we will start with the Huncho, Mark. There we go. Mm-hmm. I made a bunch of good picks, and then you told me the years I was limited to. So. Yeah. <laughs> I told told everybody, hey, let's go 92 to 94. And Mark gave me all kinds of excuse, you know, all kinds of yep. examples from not 92 to 94. Yeah, I was a little off the reservation. That's okay. It's, just, it's fine. Right? They're all good choices. Bring it back in. They're all good choices. They were. They were. So is it figure or vehicle first? Uh, it is figure first. Are you sure? Right. Although so, for your yours, Mark, it, it is a bit of a, a a bit of a catch catch all on that because your your figure is ninety two ace. Yeah. Because I was I always like the vehicle drivers, right? And so when they announced the Sky Striker originally, I was like, I was so in for a big jet. And I was like, that pilot's awesome. I dig him. But, I mean, let's be honest about the original Ace, right? He's half astronaut, half Michelin man, right? Like, it's not, it's not that good a look. It really isn't. But he was, he was so unique compared to everything else available. But this is only year two. But you know the cool pop-on helmet, and he looked kind of kind of space age. But I, the Sky Striker was the cutting-edge jet uh, of its day. But it wasn't it wasn't futuristic, right? Tomcat had been around forever, so I really liked him. But I liked him more than he probably deserved. And so when he got a second figure that came out, even though it came with this <laughs> kind of crappy battlecopter, he was really happy. Ace got a look that was more legitimate pilot even though the color scheme is really regrettable and i know it's to you know to fit in with the copper blades and i get why they did it but blue is kind of a hard sell for a joke because it you know cobra is 
that's the overall theme mm -hmm. usually of cobra so blue is a hard sell and then when the the whole face is masked up it's not that heroic but what i loved about it was it led to the version three that came with the ghost striker later on which was exact exact same other than the weapon but it was military green with, with some really cool gold highlights so this figure led in a repaint to one of my top 10 figures of the whole line so it wa wasn't in 98 with that rattler that they did the Toys R Us exclusive line. yeah 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 so i'm just you know that ace i think i've got it here hang on i can pop them up and take a second but ace version two yeah, i don't think many people are wild about them and truthfully i wasn't that wild either but it led to ace version three and that's just maybe it's because i was such a steeler honk that the classic olive green with the gold highlights just for me i was like yeah that's that's what ace should look like all the time so and so we, we moved to mark's vehicle and um this one is it's a one that he stole from both of us because we asked him first yeah but mark went with the monster blaster apc that's oh, such a good vehicle yeah right? it, it really is a winner you take you take some of that gold the, the neon stuff off and you put maybe some more legitimate machine gun looking weapons on in its place and this is a, a really good vehicle yeah i'm just a, i'm a sucker for troop carriers in general because just as a kid it was one of the best you know play patterns was loading all your guys up and taking them somewhere and it was it was so much better than having them you know in a bag or in your pocket the idea that you were actually driving them there in a vehicle was pretty cool the only thing and i was not a big mega marines fan uh but this vehicle was was really cool and a nice update because as much as i liked the original apc it it really was just a troop carrier it had that one cannon on top, but it wasn't especially fearsome. Yeah. But this one with the with the cannon by the you know the gunner spot, and then that massive you know missile launcher on the top, it, it was cool on a lot of different levels. So, uh, Mega Marines were not a big part of my collection, and I was I think I was almost done buying Joe's live at this point. So the stuff that I actually grabbed that last year when I was just about out of it. This was one of them where I was like, man, that's awesome. I got to have that. So Monster Blaster APC, you get a big salute. All right. That rolls us into host number two, Joe Colton. Yes. Joe Colton, you had interesting picks that made me led me to think that maybe you didn't understand what guilty pleasures are. <laughs> for, for a figure, you went with the Monstro Viper. Yes record scratch sound here <laughs> explain do you your pick <laughs> why is that not a guilty pleasure most people don't even <laughs> it would have to be a guilty pleasure yeah what do you like about the monster viper so i so i when i like him because of course i think it really put down a lot of hot dogs <laughs> So I found the backstory very interesting, like Dr. Mindbender taking um, a third of a viper and Bigfoot, werewolves, and uh, bears, and mashing them all together and creating these monsters, these mega monsters. And so when I was younger, <laughs> um, 
this one and uh, what was the other one? The Lobo Tomax and Lamatamax. Yes. Lamatamax, yes. Um, and Bio Viper and a few of the other ones were all friends. Lobotomax's twin brothers, Amatable. Yes, they were all friends. So mean. Anyway, so I felt bad for him, and I really like. He was like prodded and altered and like created in a lab, like Frankenstein's monster. So I don't know. I like him. I, I'm having <laughs> a hard time on that one because I, if if like Joe's fight <laughs> monsters isn't that, isn't really that much of a stretch. Especially if they're going to get into all this genetic stuff with Mindbender and all that and what happens. Yeah. Now, the, the one that really makes me question you here is is coming up with your vehicle. Why? The Cobra Invader. <laughs> so I was going to pick the one that Honcho picked. Look, look, I, I, I went first. But we're talking guilty pleasures, and you went with a repaint of so the I'm I don't, I don't like Steel Brigade, and I don't like the Pogo, <laughs> but I like this because it's about space. <laughs> yeah, Joe, I'm with you on, on at least one level. As a, <laughs> as a kid who wanted everything, right? Yeah. I had money in my pocket and saw the Pogo battle ballistic ball. Right. No. I don't need that. I don't need that. Put that with Cobra Law in the things I'll never need, but as sort of a space pod, as a lander. Yes! The, the idea that the legs are kind of pneumatic to land on rocky terrain, I'm totally. in. Totally, yes! I'm totally in. And that's how I would use, like, I think the pogo ball would be kind of cool as, as Cobra Commander's sort of battlefield observatory. Like something hard to crack where he'd be safe out there <laughs> in the field. But the idea that it would bounce around yeah. in combat was so lame. Yeah, but I couldn't I, go there, but this one, yeah. I'll give I'll give it credit. It actually makes more sense as a Star Brigade vehicle than it yes. did back in '87 as the Pogo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Andrew Garrison has a. I'll take the Mercury space capsule and Green Beret Joe Colton. Those aren't guilty pleasures. Those are just pleasures. Right. Yeah. Yes. It, <laughs> it, has, it has to be something you're embarrassed to like. Yes. <laughs> No, this so, like I don't like the Pogo. I'm not yeah. a huge fan of Star Brigade. However, yeah. I was a huge fan of space and NASA, and I will take that. I have to admit. And that, that's a vehicle that really looks like it could dodge some traffic. <laughs> I did end up getting a a, a Pogo oh. a couple years ago because I've never had one, and it's a pretty cool little toy. Right, I think if I'd have had it as a kid, I probably would have liked it, but I just couldn't wrap my head around the bouncing into combat. No, if it walked, then I'd be like, okay, yeah. I think if they had just taken the word pogo out of it, I probably would have yeah. bought it, but or if it was an acronym for like something else, like a short term just, thing. I, I, they over, I always thought they overdid it with the acronyms, right? It was stuff that didn't quite work. But right. They were okay with it, or like like different toy line. I know, but Mobile Armored Strike Command with yeah. a K. With a K. I'm like, nah, you're cheating. Yeah. That doesn't work. That's garbage. Look, look, the Mobat was bad, and that was the first year. Right. Because yeah. you're gonna have a tank that's not motorized, right? Yeah. Okay. Seems yeah, a little true. redundant. So, anyways, 
Uh, yeah, Cobra Invader. That is the def that definition of guilty pleasure. I guess. Uh, just you may be the only. I one. didn't. E I didn't even want to put that. I was like, I'm. I'm so gonna like. <laughs> they're gonna make fun of me. I don't care. That's what it's about. I. I did. I have to admit, I broke myself down a little bit with that. Looks like it could dodge some traffic lines. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I do have to say, one of my favorite things. Um. Uh, with the monster vipers is they have a gut bomb and they had it came with play-doh that you could insert in his stomach and then he'd open it up and they're does he actually say with monster smell as a call out burst there under his name monstro viper i can't read is it shell yes Yes, with monster smell. Does it say smell? Yes. Huh. I'm looking at it on the full screen on, on my computer. It does say yeah. monster smell. Outstanding. It's probably the plaster scene. I don't remember it smelling. On the other side is spring action arm throw gut bomb. It does. It's got, yeah. yeah it's, so did you have his hand? Did you have both of these in your car? I, I did not have the, the, uh, the monstro viper until okay. recently. And how big a win was that when you unwrapped it? Was great. That <laughs> I wasn't even gonna tell you guys that I got him. <laughs> how was that Play-Doh? I he doesn't come with Play-Doh. It's oh. just him and the um, the rifle and the uh, oh my god. He's got a mace. Mace, yes. That's like the ball with the hand. <laughs> is, is the spring action still solid on your Monstro Viper? It is. That's solid. So, moving on. If it wasn't, I'd take him apart and put a new spring in him. <laughs> oh, if people didn't think I was a fan before. Right. And that shy little Canadian girl grew up to be a monster viper surgeon. Uh, riding, riding her pogo from call to call. Right? Bouncing in in the invader. I don't care what you say. That's a space vehicle. I like it. No, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm less with you on the monster. Like, <laughs> but I'll be team invader. Sure. He's misunderstood. And then we, we come to find. <laughs> I had to get them off the screen. She's just, she's just going to keep talking about him for another four hours. She's going to keep trying to defend this, even though it's guilty pleasures. Uh, I went uh, with Wild Bill version two. Oh. Man. <laughs> nothing, nothing got me fired up more than than uh, Teddy Roosevelt cosplay. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing this guy hanging there on the bed and going, "That is incredible." They turned Wild Bill into Theodore Roosevelt. That's really what he's in a he's in a damn cavalry outfit. Um, and I just I didn't need anything else. For it, I, that, like that's a win. That is just a win. There, Did no, his hair get more red? It looks like it. He is full honcho there. There's nothing wrong with that, by no, the way. No, but his arms are yellow. <laughs> he's got he, on apparently, he's out in the sun. Skin <laughs> Maybe he's got sleeves on. I don't know. But he's yeah, that's true. The arms don't match the face at all. Jaundice. <laughs> he's got the the Mike Weber mustache. So maybe he does. He does. He's, he's right. He's looking a little Uncle Mike there. That is a little uh, Mike action there. 
Oh. And then if, if we're going guilty pleasures from late in the line, boom. Oh, yeah. Oh. 92 headquarters is pretty cool. Yeah, that's not a guilty pleasure. That's just a pleasure. Yeah, well, there's a it, lot of heat for this out there. For my book, it's so much worse than the original headquarters. Yeah, yes, right? but so, and and truthfully, the design of this doesn't really fire me up all that much. But there's mm. so many play features here. Yeah, it, it's hard to look at this and just say, you know, this would be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, there's there's. I feel like there's a lot of miss things that. We yeah, there's just stuff flying all over the place. <laughs> you got breakaway panels and lots of missiles and and yeah. platforms. And this one, you know, in in its defense against the 1983 base, this one actually has a door. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the best the best part of this is Cobra Commander escaping and Snake Eyes not shooting him, not doing anything, just pointing. Just pointing at him because he yeah. can't he can't call for help or anything. He's calling out. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Use that for your inspiration, Henry Golding. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened if that was Henry Golding. No, it would not. He would have taken off his mat helmet. Would have blue steeled him. Just right there. <laughs> Hair blowing in the wind. Look, this this is a wonderful gentleman, and he, he is a great ambassador for our favorite brand. Uh, I got no problem. I got no hand. The one time we saw him sort of as part of the brand when he was looking at his first action figure. Fire. Yeah. He was, he was amazing, right? He was, yeah. oh, I should have said that. He was outstanding, <laughs> right? He had the, he, you could tell he was really actually tickled by it. And then I have, I have stills of him like going from like when he's talking about it to opening it in his face. And yeah. then I took a video of him and it was just, he looks like a kid. Yeah. It wasn't like, you, it just didn't eat or he masked it. Uh, pun intended, really well, because it did not feel at all like, hey, uh, Mr. Golding, we need you to come do that toy thing. Oh, <laughs> fine. So is that Joe, today? Uh, Joe Colton, is this uh, is Henry Golding opening his own figure versus uh, John Cena blown away by your Serpentor costume? Which one is more shocked? Uh, wow, that was loud. Sorry. John Cena saying my name. She was the shy one. <laughs> she was the shy one. She just blew out my audio equipment, but she was shy. Yeah. Well, it was like live. I'm like, I'm walking down a street, like in New Orleans, <laughs> screaming like a crazy person. And Maggie's like, what? What about John Cena? And I was like, is that my name? <laughs> my friend Sandy's like, and We're you, going to lunch, right? Like, what is John Cena? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, how do you not know who John Cena is? <laughs> you heard him because you couldn't see him. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Matt Rubin, man, you got to get in a jar tonight, man. I got to see a... Gotta see a yeah! What's going color? on? I feel like I need to, sh just to swear, just to be like, all right, I still got yeah. it. Don't fall into the, it's 10 o'clock, we can go blue trap, right? There, it's 7 o'clock. Kids just got done with dinner out west. You got you to gotta hit the coffee jar, brother. Come on now. Get in there. McClure doesn't pay for itself. These McClure's pickles, well, I didn't pay for them either. So. Hey, you know, it's your birthday. You didn't pay for nothing. They were they were a gift. They were, they were part of a, 
my, my sister-in-law sent them because they're the greatest pickles ever. You can chase them with a Verner's cool and delicious ginger ale. And what are quality. they called? Crisp, I, I believe is the term you're looking for. Crisp. Yeah, whatever. What's the pickles? The pickles there, it's McClure's. McClure's. Pickles. Brooklyn and Detroit, apparently. Yes, and apparently uh, these are the bread and butter sandwich slices. Now, okay. I, I normally don't care for bread and butter pickles, but these are incredible. So, All right. Try them with cottage cheese. This little 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 spice pickles. I every every time I have a sandwich, some of those are getting on there. Every time. You have an empty jar now, so clearly not. Right. Uh, there's one in the fridge, and there's another one on the counter waiting to go in the fridge. So you got one on. You got it on deck. <laughs> like I said, my my sister in law said <clears throat> she sent a case. What? Was, you got to get this man some pickles. So all right, pickles. My sister in law is awesome. My brother, my brother picked well. My younger brother pickled well too. He did good. He did, he, and he pickled well. Pickled well. Yeah, there. No, Nick, Nikki's awesome. No, mate, no two ways around it. Nikki, your pickle hookup. <laughs> Although I could just go down the block to the Kroger and get them myself, but uh, <laughs> it tastes different groups. when McClure's pickles and Big League Chew and Coke Zero. Very important, Coke Zero to wash it all down. It's a trick. What's the, what's the fourth food group? Circus peanuts. No. I'm trying to figure what what would be part of a healthy breakfast here. No, my my dad loves those, but he he I think I'm convinced he's the only person in America. Those are bad. Oh no, we absolutely see your posts when you swear. But again, you gotta you gotta hit the jar, brother. He went he went Pittsburgh on us. Still Steelers. Right. Right. Need a, need a, need a contribution. We need some, need to get some funds raised. We need to have somebody besides Sean Roussel donate to the, to the Kofi account. We gotta, gotta get some. We gotta get out of Streamyard Basic. We need to get into Streamyard Pro. For mm -hmm. Where everything's true. better, just like Matt, the new Joe app, right? Matt, Matt Rubin did did pay in, so it's really yes. Him. There you he, go. Did, he did contribute. So, uh, you know, thanks to the folks who did contribute. To, we, I, I make light of the coffee account, but please, if you have a few dollars and can help support us, great. We appreciate it. Um, we need more of you. But uh, there really were four jars. Rob is not joking. There were actually four jars of pickles. I only, I'm through two of them. Uh, we're working on a third, and I've got a fourth. So that's a good sister-in-law because that's a heavy box, right? Four jars of pickles. I mean, she just, she just ordered it. I, she didn't actually look. Oh, so she ordered it straight from them to send to you, not like she got them and then mailed them to you. Correct. Okay. Doesn't matter. Tastes the same. Yeah. Yes. I, I could just go down to the Kroger and buy a jar, but I, I didn't, you know, whatever. I, these are. It tastes better when they're delivered. Yeah. And when they're free. They don't, they, they don't cost me nothing. Exactly. They, ta they taste like free. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that's guilty pleasures. Uh, we'll touch in on that one again at some point. That sounds dirty. Maybe uh, we'll touch on the era that I already selected some for. Yes. Yeah. But next time, maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll go in chronological order. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Maybe we'll do oh, yes. Maybe we'll do Sigma Six. Maybe we should we'll do pick the, 
pick like the 2001 line that everyone hates, right? We'll try to find something we like. Oh, I like those. Okay. I mean, there's nothing, nothing great in there. But... That was with the terrible waste articulation, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was thinking of the ones on the, the two packs that they sold in Toys R Us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's something. They, that, just... they had that locust with the, with version two wild bill. Mm -hmm. Anyway, anyways. So guilty pleasures will be back at some point. Uh, maybe we'll yes. do maybe we'll do GI Joe Extreme where we get Joe Slepsky back. We'll do a GI Joe Extreme one. Mm. Working just to see Joe and scream Extreme, Extreme. So yeah, that moves us along too. Something on the rundown. I don't know. Uh, it, it, what we got in? What we got in brought to you as the rest of our show is brought to you by Kokomo Toys. Uh, Mark Weber, what what did you go shopping for this week? You know what? I, it was a light week at the Weber household, but I'm told there was a, an influx of, of great items in the Colton household, so I will defer to the gentleman from Virginia. <laughs> All right. So, Joe Colton, you're up. Okay. So, I got... Oh, ketchup. I heard about this. Are both bags open? And and uh, There's explain, more. explain what's going on here. Okay, so uh, I I was homesick, and I told my mom I would like to if she could send me just one bag of chips. So my parents went to the grocery store together, which they shouldn't do, but whatever they went. It was their day out. And they're in the aisle arguing. Mom wanted to get me two bags. Dad wanted to get me four bags. He, he finally said... What the difference and sent you 14? <laughs> he was like... She's like, she only wants one. And he's like, then why are we... Why don't we just get her four? And she's like, one. We could get her two. So they ended up arguing. Apparently people <laughs> saw them arguing... And mom got embarrassed, and he was like, his final, like, the one that won the argument was, they're not for you. <laughs> and so, so I got, there's <laughs> like a 80, almost 80-year-old 80 people arguing. <laughs> what to send me? How did that not go viral? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, people are nice chip, up there. The potato chip aisle? Brawl between two el no offense elderly immigrants. It's possible we just haven't been looking hard enough. <laughs> they, they are probably also speaking Greek. So if anybody <laughs> if anybody finds this online, you send us a link. You send us a link as soon as you find it. We need. I mean, it, it reads like an internet teaser. Watch what <laughs> happens when these two immigrants <laughs> disagree in the potato chip aisle. You won't believe it. Click here. <laughs> So they, they were arguing for a, a bit and a little Italian lady walked by <laughs> and my mom said, it's not just me. None of them listen. And she goes, I hear you. And I kept going. <laughs> this segues into the Tylenol thing nicely. <laughs> right? Torpedo Mike has a, a valid point. Homesick from the home of poutine and she takes a shot of March burritos <laughs> and cottage cheese. Defend yourself, Joe Colton. 
Have you never had poutine? Poutine's incredible. But like you're again, you're taking shots at Mark's Fritos and cottage cheese. You're sitting. It's a very odd combo. I get it. I felt the same way until I tried it, and it's from it's from the Schrader family. It's from yeah, uh, Michelle, I'm, Michelle Schrader. I'm gonna gonna try it. You know what? In my opinion, she has excellent taste. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Weber is never wrong, so I'm gonna try this. Right? You ain't you ain't living out under a bridge, so yeah. <laughs> right. That's the sugar mama. Whatever she says, I'm in. He took the Tylenol when she sent it. Yes, I did. No, the 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 second shot just wiped her out, right? right. And not and neither shot did nothing to me, right? And I think it's because I'm a man, man. But actually, like nothing. Like I had, I had no side effect whatsoever, mm. which that, let that me. That second shot blasted me pretty good, but then I, like, I was already starting to come back around by the time the show came up. Mm. So we, we did the show anyway, right? Yes. Ain't no calling out. Well, maybe a couple weeks, but okay. Jacoby and Myers, they got it done, <laughs> right? Call the heavy hitter. So, <laughs> so your dad won the argument. Yes, and I got four bags of ketchup chips. Four bags of Lay's ketchup potato chips. So they also have to open the bag a little bit to let the air out, so that way they can pack <laughs> it in a normal, like a, a box, because the size of the box is gigantic. <laughs> yeah, because potato so, chip bags are half empty anyway. So. Right. So, yeah. Which, I guess, was part of his argument, like, Two bags, four bags equals two bags, really. All right. So she also cool. sent me, I posted a crocheted snowman today on my Facebook page. Which I thought was awesome. So. Seasonal. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it, I know it's late, but I, I had asked for it. And like she over the winter was like, I'm going to go bananas stuck in this house. And so I sent her <laughs> crochet yarn and yeah. she, I and sent her a bunch of patterns. And so she's like, I have projects, and so the snowman is the first one she's finished. It sounds uh, don't take this the wrong way, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Colton. Uh, yeah. It sounds like what we do with the dog when she's way too hyper. Here's a toy. <laughs> right. Oh, she's totally aware of it and is fine with it. Like okay. I sent her a coloring book, and she's like, "Who the fuck colors?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was just like, no, this is, this is, I'm not a child. I, I have, my nerves are shot. Like, I'm almost 80. Why are you making me color? She came full circle. Right. <laughs> she didn't like the coloring book. Wait, so, I, have, I have a potato chip question. Yeah. Because I like potato chips and okay. I like ketchup. But when I saw ketchup flavored potato chips, I was like, it was like the pogo ball. Yeah, I don't need that. So, <laughs> So did you, when you first saw it or heard about it, were you like, oh, my God, this will change my life? Or was it, did you try one and go, I didn't, I had no idea they'd be this good? I don't remember. I've always had them. Them and are all they, dressed chips. Are they a staple in Canada? Yeah. Ketchup yeah. chips? Yeah. Okay. And, and all dressed chips and dill pickle chips. Okay. So it isn't, because like down here, ladies will do, you know, special flavors now and then for a short time. Yeah. But that's something you've always had up in here. Oh yeah, it's okay. easy. Yeah, so I started with Hostess ketchup chips, and then 
I don't know if they went out of business or they got discontinued for a little bit, but there was a backlash and then Lay's just came out with like a ketchup right. chip. Like, here you go, calm down, all you well, Canadians. Like Hostess went bankrupt in like 2013. Yes. Because so, I, I had a guy at Hasbro, an engineer, who took the took a half day from work and drove around buying Twinkies. Because <laughs> Twinkies don't go bad, right? Right. He sat on like so I've never had bot- a Twinkie. He said, well, okay. <laughs> well, a couple, a couple years ago, you could have bought a whole box from my friend on eBay for like, he was selling for like 40 bucks a box. Because they, they were discontinued. The company was, was bankrupt. But don't they make them again? No, they, there was, there was like a six month window where there just weren't any. Oh, okay. Longer, longer than that. Okay. And he went, he was uh, he's always been very entrepreneurial. So he ran around and bought like 80 boxes of Twinkies, waited on them, and then sold them later on and made a return. Are they I mean, addicting? Not, they're not even that good, but they were gone. Okay. So they're just they're everybody's childhood. So people's like everybody has Twinkies once a month. Everybody. I was not I was not a Twinkie guy as a kid. See, I, I, out of the hostess library, they they would be my favorite. Nah, Wes likes these pumpkin things that are they look disgusting. Yeah, yeah, but he puts but he puts Old Bay on them. So. No, he doesn't. He's from Baltimore, no. right? I yes, no. He's an Old Bay old, guy. He doesn't put Old Bay on everything. Yeah. And he doesn't like soft shell crabs. So weird. You know, what else, you know what else he doesn't like? Tylenol. Happiness. <laughs> So, Joe Cole, was there anything else in the box? What's in the um, box? Yes, there was a runner for my table, but that doesn't, that's not. Okay, all right. So, uh, Mark Weber, we're back to you. What'd you yeah. get in? I didn't get anything in this week. Nothing. Like, he was really so, honest. Like, no, what you touching? You know what? I got, uh, a couple weeks ago, I think I was, here's an update. I got the Untouchables DVD that I showed off that my son was going to watch with me. Halfway through it, it started flipping out. Like, every four seconds, it went, ah. No. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a pain. So I bought it a month ago. And luckily enough, the eBay store was just like, hey, we're sorry about that. We'll give you a refund. It was like eight bucks. What do they care? But they were, it was totally painless, done in like an hour. It nice. Took, took care of you better than yep. Target. Better than Target. Yeah. By the way, if you see two major bloods, I know a guy who's looking for one who's contractually obligated not to spend money at Target ever again. So, well, even if they had ketchup chips, I'm not going in there. Not contractually obligated. You're in a it's blood a choice. Feud. I am morally obligated. You're in a blood feud. Can't it's a treat choice. Me. Can't treat. I mean, you can treat me like that. Like it's not a don't you know who I am situation. It's a you can't treat customers like this and expect to retain them. So we understand. we understand. So uh, I guess that comes to me. It's my birthday. I've only got one one present. So far, because I've only the only person I've seen today besides the eye doctor is Racktime Rob. So, <laughs> but re- from Racktime Rob, we have the Art of Spider-Man classic. That's all. Are you a Spider-Man fan? Absolutely, Spider-Man fan. You know who doesn't like Spider-Man? Crazy people don't like communists. Yeah. Communists don't. Oh, the the green, well, the Green Goblin. <laughs> like Spider-Man. The Green Goblin, not a big Spider-Man fan. Electro, not a big Spider-Man fan. Doctor Octopus. Vulture. 
Yep. Well, I'll bet they still enjoy the works of John Romita Sr. and Jr. Mm. In, in portraying their nemesis and them. Mm-hmm. So I, I bet even they would enjoy this hardcover, this hardcover coffee table book, which I will crack open once we are done today. Ooh. I still got the wrapping on it and everything. I didn't, even nice. open, I didn't open it till he came home. So. Did he wrap it for you? He did wrap it, yes. That's so nice. A great little bro. So he's older than I am. I know. Uh, Torpedo Mike says, Yankee fans don't like Spider-Man. He's a Mets guy. Yeah, no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm a Yankee fan and a Spider-Man guy. Spider-Man himself is from Queens, right? Yeah, Spider-Man <laughs> Spider-Man almost has to be a Mets guy. It's, yeah. I don't that. He's kind yeah. of he's kind of he, into that. Even though he's Marvel's A plus go to, he is kind of the underdog almost yeah. always, right? So yeah, that's Sp- Spidey thematically doesn't work if he's a Yankee fan. Yeah. I don't I don't like I don't think they've ever written Spidey as a Yankee hater either. So that makes it more palatable. Spider Man likes everybody. Yeah, like like there's there's fans in New York that love the Yankees and hate the Mets, right? Mm-hmm. There's fans in New York that love the Mets and hate the Yankees. And then there's a lot of us fans that, you know, we have our favorite and we don't necessarily care about the other one. So whatever. Like the Mets are a National League team. I I, I have an interest in what the Mets do because my younger brother is a Mets fan. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, like if the Mets win, hey, hey, all right, Jimmy's happy, great. But that's that's all I have for the Mets. You know, yeah. that, that, Like I don't hate the Mets. I'm a Yankee fan that grew up in Oregon. I don't care. I don't care if the Mets win or lose. It's fine. Whatever. Cool. And, uh, so weird. Look, the Yankees are a national thing. You, you don't get it. There's Yankee fans everywhere. That's They're what, the Canadians. They're the Canadians. When you win consistently for six decades, you get yeah. fans all over the country. They hate you. Anyhow, uh, that, that that's what I got in. That okay. leads into shout outs. Whoever you want to go first on shout outs, you're going to defer here too. You know what? I'll, I'm going to shout out uh, to my kids, which I should do more often. They had, it was a cool week soccer the season. Little Webbers. Uh, the Little Webbers. So We've never seen them before. Well, you've seen Elizabeth flash by. Yeah. Right? The Little Webbers. Moving, Get a moving, shout slow, out. moving slowly enough to make sure she's on camera, uh, which is, might not be a good thing as she gets old, but whatever. Uh, they had cool soccer games this week. They had a game on Wednesday that was supposed to be a scrimmage against a team we've already played. And so it was like, you don't have to show up early. There's no big warm-up. It's just, we're going to scrimmage. It'll be fine. So we didn't think anything of it. And then we got there, and they were playing on the football field. So it's a big field, very well taken care of. Lines had just been done. There was a full ref there. It was at 6 o'clock, and they had the lights on, right? Uh- and then some gal comes up to me with the roster. Actually, a, a mom from the team comes up to me with the roster because I'm the team manager and says, For the hey, would record, you... uh, Biff McConkey Donk has given your kids a nickname. The Webberitos? That's pretty good. So they they brought me to the, the roster, and I'm like, I know who the girls are. And they said, good, because you're doing the player intros. <laughs> okay. So they actually had us up in like the football crow's nest with a microphone introducing the girls. And that's great from a soccer perspective. They know like, a famous podcaster, is what they right? Do. Probably right. Or they know me from my radio days, probably. But 
from a soccer player's perspective, we don't get big crowds. We don't play in stadiums very often. Uh, there was maybe 30 parents there. But what was cool was the parents cheered their ass off for every kid on both teams. So to actually, you know, have number three, Isla, Corey, and a smattering of applause, that was really cool for them. And Isla, as a matter of fact, it happened to be her birthday. And they're sixth graders. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally going to embarrass her. Right? Number three, the birthday girl. Isla, Corey. And so anyway, it was a really, really, really cool uh, bit on Wednesday night. And then Derek, who plays on a U16 team, he's 14 years old. They have a big hole on the U19 squad on Thursday. So he got to, he got called up legitimately wow. to play a level higher than he should be. And he started and he played and they won and he played really well. And so watching my kids play soccer is, is one of the great joys of my life. And so we had two kind of unusual cool events. And the third one's coming up on Sunday because the New England Revolution, who play at Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play, are hosting seven on a seven-on-seven seven showcase, and Elizabeth gets to play in it. And we got invited for two games. The coach can only make the first one. So I get to coach the second game. So nice. we'll be on the field where the Patriots play on Sunday morning. So that's kind of cool. So. That will be cool despite it being the field where the Patriots play. Right? Like, <laughs> well, I know they'll be taping me, right? I know, I know they'll be bugging the huddle, but uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but just the idea that you're going to play in. And, and I mean, the Revolution play there too, but truly that's an NFL stadium, right? By, by next so. week, Belichick will have you figured out. We'll, yeah, we'll I'm sure. Feed you. Yep, absolutely. And if you really want to just make someone explode out here because the NFL schedule just came out, you'll say, hey, Tampa Bay's Tom Brady is coming to play the Patriots next season. Four. Oh. So anyway, shout out to Derek and Elizabeth. Loved watching them play this week. Yes, big shout for the Weberitos. The, we the Weberitos. And uh, Racktime Rob has, has some advice. Don't forget to dip it up. Fair enough. All right, Joe Colton, who are we shouting out to? Um, I am going to shout out to my husband for getting his second vaccine, not for listening to me on the Tylenol. He didn't now, uh, William also got his vaccine, his second vaccine, and also didn't take Tylenol. <laughs> Dumbasses. Because no we one all know. Tylenol makes you less of a man. Right. Yeah. Yes. Also, I, I'd like to point out how rarely I'm wrong about these things. But okay. This is a, on a list of a long list of things this week that I'm not wrong about, but it's okay. Hey, you're on a roll this week. <laughs> Joe Colton has stolen this week's program. Easily today's MVP. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, uh, shout out to mom and pop for sending you chips. Yes, I'm gonna. Yes, my not to uh, mom, not to mom. <laughs> mom. Yes, yes, to my dad <laughs> for doing getting me four bags. Four. Oh, four, and my mom for telling him that I wanted one. And <laughs> oh, oh, that's <laughs> oh, oh, thank that's goodness. Back. 
We're worried about you. For the Lex. record, my arm is just a little sore. <laughs> Tylenol is not going to make the chills go away. He's alive. Proceed. <laughs> we had a, a run-in. You take four <laughs> Tylenol. Four Tylenol. What is four this, Tylenol. That's like two extra strength. Yes, it. That's what it. It's not just for pain. <laughs> My God. Fine. No, no, no. Joe's mom says. What? Yeah. It's right on the. Look, look at me. Look, look, look at me. No, no, no. Me, look me. Look at me. <laughs> Over here, <laughs> on the back, on the top, on the lip. Right. Yep. <laughs> I think we have to cancel the show. He's so mean to me. I don't right? think we're gonna top. Sorry, I don't think we're ever gonna top this week. Hey, Joe, you told them to take no, four. No, yeah, take right. four, right? Yeah, no four. Your mom says just two. Four or two? Two, two. two. Your mom says well, two. You said four. I know. I said four. Mark Weber said four. But we were talking about chips. Okay, wonderful. We I thought we were talking about Tylenol. Yes. Enter the hyperbolic heat chamber. I'm so confused. Voila. Yes. Oh my. Live YouTube. Yes. Oh, my God. The wrist lock, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give a big hand. Big hand. Loving that right in. Every, what? Everything downstairs already locked. You just got to pick that. Oh, okay. He's uh, giving our show. Yeah, everyone's clapping for you. Yeah. Our show, the dusty he's, finish. <laughs> he's bowing. There's a quality Wes Mercer run-in right there, right? <laughs> so solid. You should have taken me off where I was like screaming it. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no offense. Again, because I'm West fan number one. It sounded like you were training a dog. For a <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Here. Me. Me. No. Me. You know, the, the, question I always but have, it worked. the question I always have to answer is, why did you name the show after Joe if she's been on the show the last few years and i have to well no no it's not named after her it was where we even knew who she was now it might be named after <laughs> might might be the case i sometimes do this me me <laughs> focus right here right or i'm like point no 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 <laughs> and he's like oh I mean, you weren't you weren't looking for obedient with your uh, single market. I don't think so. <laughs> what you got? Oh, so we it's got great. Mom and Dad, we got the wrist lock. Who else are we giving a shout out to? That's it. I'm good. I, <laughs> I think I've peaked with the look at me. I I I, 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 almost, I almost want her to say William's name so he'll appear in a puff of right? I wish he would appear so he would take the Tylenol. Right. I, I'm not mean to you. Y you are. You, you we, just yelled we, at him. We, we know. I what? I'm not making fun of you on YouTube. I'm totally making fun of you on YouTube. He's had, he's had lots of opportunities to run before this. This is kind of. <laughs> yeah. Mike says you've had plenty of opportunities to run before this. She's he's not running. Yeah. He's not. He's not quitting. He can't quit you. See, this this is how you know you won. This is the mentality that you forced. This is this this is. I'm not leaving. I don't like it when mom and dad fight. 
Joe Colton, I'm impressed. I just shout it's out. Not, yeah. Shout out to Joe Colton. Jedi only. mind trick. This is not this is not a don't be worried about there, folks. There's no trouble in paradise. This kind of this level of fight in a Colton household is called Friday. Yeah. <laughs> He's just crabby. He got stabbed in the arm today. He's going to bed. Also, shout out to the Hacho Mark Weber for joining us here on Friday night. Yes. Of course, to, to the, the fourth man right. the what's on yes. Joe Mind uh, operation, Ragtime Rob, for his, his generous gift of the art of Spider Man classic. Yes. I, and happy birthday like again yeah. to you, sir. Now I need a coffee table because I got a coffee table. And a coffee. And uh, when you move. Absolutely. Uh, to our friends at Kokomo Toys, thank you for, for being our sponsor. Uh, to our friends at All the Cool Stuff for sponsoring the Swear Jar, which Matt Rubin did contribute to tonight. So shout out to Matt Rubin. Appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. And uh, a shout out to everybody in our live chat. We love that you're here every Friday. It's it's really, uh, there's so many familiar names week after week after week. Uh, please like us, share us to your social media circles. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave a comment on the main video when you can, because that really gets us in the YouTube rotation uh, and, and makes us look really good to all their metrics and, and gets gets our membership numbers up. We climb a little bit every week. Uh, and when we get to a thousand, we got another we got more stuff to give away. And when we get a little bit higher, I will start revealing what that stuff is. Also, also because I don't have all of it in hand just yet. But it's it's gonna be a pretty big prize pack. Spread the word. Uh, thank you to everybody who's for your birthday wishes. It is appreciated. Uh, my birthday is not a huge deal to me generally, but I, I do enjoy when when other people try to make it special, uh, even though I just kind of sit here and go, okay, thanks, because I'm emotionally stunted. But anyhow. <laughs> You're great. <laughs> I'm fantastic. <laughs> I'm amazing. Amazing. And, uh, and uh, of course, uh, a shout out to everyone who's seeing this period. Uh, we appreciate you couldn't be here live. We thank you for tuning in anyway. Uh, we're, we're experimenting with, with different times lately. So maybe maybe you will catch us live at some point. Hmm? Never Crazy know, man. Never know. Maybe there's another daytime episode coming up soon. Hmm. We don't know. But anyways, thanks again for joining us, uh, spending your Friday night with us here on What's on Joe Mind. Uh, as we said earlier in the show, the CDC has released. Their guidelines, if you've gotten your shots, if you are like the wrist lock, you're you're good with masks at this point. Uh, so I guess we, we need to, to change our focus uh, from exercising your right to choose to wear a mask and keep everybody safe to exercise your right to choose. Get your shots in your arm. That's right. Only way we're going to end this thing, uh, because the more people remain unvaccinated the more that that virus can live even if, if the people that have it are asymptomatic this is where variations come from that invalidate the, the vaccinations that other people have already have rather uh, so please be vaccinated even if even if you don't think you're going to catch this please just just do it they're free there's nothing no cost to you but time uh, just get that done and, and make sure everybody is safe 
in the big picture and we can all get back to to doing what we like and going to shows and going to movies and and seeing one another at conventions and all that other great stuff. Uh, so for the honcho, Mark Weber, for Joe Colton, I'm Mike Irizarry. Have a great evening. Join us next Friday here on What's on Joe Mind. Uh, play us out, honcho. Joe Colton, you got a curse before we go? Why the fuck not? Right. Take your fucking...